Hello, and welcome to the Performance Cycling Podcast. This is a Prem Lap. I'm here with Todd Norwood. Hey, Jason. So it's a little bit of a follow-up on our episode about mental fatigue and cycling, which ostensibly was very uh, quantitative in terms of looking at how does you know, mental fatigue impact our performance. And so we're going to go a little bit more qualitative today uh, and just have a, a brief overview. Uh, this is a particular paper I found when I was doing the research for the prior episode. And the title here is, What is Mental Fatigue in Elite Sport? Perceptions from Athletes and Staff. And so this is out of Australia. And like I said, more, more qualitative. So more or less asking those folks like what their perceptions of mental fatigue are, how, sort of how do they qualify it? What did they think of as mental fatigue? And you know, what do they think of as the um, impacts of mental fatigue on their sport performance? Okay, let's hear it. So um, they had 32 people and so they had 17 athletes, 15 staff from elite sporting organizations. And so overall, um, both the athletes and the staff members believe that mental fatigue negatively impacted sport performance. And I think that was more or less borne out in the research that we presented um, in our full episode about mental fatigue. But what's interesting is sort of kind of what they associate with mental fatigue. And I think it's some, some we mentioned some things, but uh, they go even further uh, in how they start to qualify its effects. So they noted that they thought there was association between mental fatigue and um, changes in the athlete's behavior. And these would be things that we might see in terms of like disengagement from your practice or training, um, reduction in your motivation or enthusiasm in your participation in sport, increased displays of emotion. So maybe getting more frustrated or angry with, you know, with yourself or with teammates during your practice or uh, withdrawal from your environment. So you're kind of going with the disengagement, um, but also, you know, reduction in Concentration. I think we can we can sort of see where that comes. They also mentioned that reduced uh, attention to detail and uh, reductions in discipline in your you know, in your training or your practice environment within your sport. Uh, those are the things that they thought of. Like what what's happening from your mental fatigue? Hmm. Well, I would say some of those are uh, my initial reaction, and this from the uh, mental fatigue episode as well was uh, there's some carbohydrate you know being low on carbohydrates can give you some of these similar um symptoms yep. so, or overtraining yeah so um it, it's interesting how these all sort of link together and manifest in similar ways so then you know and asked like well what are contributors to mental fatigue they said media engagements well that doesn't probably apply for us i mean i guess maybe i don't know does our podcast count as a media engagement of sorts no um, we enjoy this not uh, answering some yeah yeah exactly it's not a press conference yeah. um and then i think things we touched on you know study or work commitments right i think we mentioned like oh if you had a rough day at work or you had to study for finals maybe you were you'd be more mental fatigued and then there's some other interesting things so those are like non-sport specific things and then they had some maybe sport-specific sorts of things they thought were contributors to mental fatigue. I think these are these are interesting and maybe speak to how do we approach our coaching and our, our training. So one of those was repetitive tasks. 
And that's well aligned with the study, right? Like the Stroop task is a repetitive task. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mind-numbingly boring repetitive task. So that's uh, that's well aligned. I think this one's interesting because we talk about analysis a lot. And so they called out over-analysis um, as a possible issue or possible contributor to mental fatigue. So I guess it's like one should read their power files enough, but not too much, perhaps. Yeah, well, so this is not... Um... The people they interviewed are not cycling specific necessarily. No, 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 no. It's yeah. just sport can, in general. I so. can imagine uh, like a soccer player whose coach is really um, doing a lot of video, video-based video analysis, you know, get a lot of mental fatigue. Sure. So they also called out, called out thinking about the sport. Okay. Well, fair. Um, you know, I guess this goes with the not part of training that goes beyond training, I suppose. Or, you know, that, there may be other things there as well, right? Like, if you're anxious about a performance, that would certainly be a, a good reason to contribute to mental fatigue. And then um, environmental instability, which I sort of take as like uncertainty in the world, which uh, fair, fair enough. I think it's a very human thing. I think we may, we may all experience a little bit of that right now, just with the current situation of the world. Um, and then the, the last thing that I think, two, well, two last things I think are interesting. So, you know, one thing they called as, okay, well, you know, what may make somebody more resilient or more susceptible to mental fatigue in sport. And they said, well, you know, maybe it's your experience um, with sport or your experience, how long you've been in the sport, involved with it, so on and so forth, or your personality, right? Certain personality types may be more or less resilient in terms of the ability to handle the demands or mental fatigue um, from those causes we mentioned there. And then the other interesting thing, I, I, I can get behind this, this thought is that it's not just an acute thing, right? So you don't, you can, sure, you can become mentally fatigued from over analysis with your coach or doing a Stroop test before you get on your bike for a training session or that, you know, that final exam before your training session. Totally makes sense. They also mentioned that this belief that it, it builds, it could build cumulatively over time, right? So it may not be just the one thing that was this big stressor, this big cause of mental fatigue, but it could be, you know, like a slow trickle um, that's building up and, and accumulating over time, leading to mental fatigue and thus a decrease in your performance. Hmm. Yeah, I can uh, also get behind this, uh, this increase over time. And, and something that I noticed with my own training is, you know, if you're doing a three-week block, your mental fatigue in that third week, it really starts to get tough. So the the recovery week is just as much about the mental recovery as physical recovery. Uh, I would say f- to a big takeaway here is um, looking at these stressors that you mentioned or these mental fatigue methods, look at them and see if you can potentially, if one, they're affecting you personally, but two, if you can remove them or avoid them, that you could see you know, one, a, a smaller accumulation of fatigue over time, but also potentially an increase in performance because you've removed this this thing causing mental fatigue. Yeah, I think that's that's perfect. And now you have some idea of what the uh, the elite folks think about are, are the causes. And now it gives you a, a jumping off point to maybe have a look at your own situation and see if any of these things might be present and you might, you might be able to address them. Absolutely. So uh, that's all we have for the pre-lap. Get out there and go ride your bike.